2: Protect and defend, because my name is America. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to The Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And, folks, over the past couple of weeks, It should have been a lot more evident for all of us to see the damage that the Republican Party is actually doing to its own constituents. By continuing to vote for the same people over and over again, the ones that created this mess. Who are we hurting? Why are we even listening to them? Well, we listen to them because it's easier to read the propaganda and listen to some talking bobblehead than it is to actually do the research. What we need to be doing is checking their record. Their words mean nothing. It's their actions that are important. And if we don't pay attention to who we elect, guess what, folks? we will be repeating the same mistakes over and over again and complaining about them, and that does no good. I'm an action person, and I like to work with groups that are involved in doing something because talk is cheap, meaningless, doesn't have any foundation. If we don't apply the knowledge that we have, then why have the knowledge? It won't make any difference. I have been fortunate enough to be connected to a wonderful lady whose name is Debbie Farris. And Debbie is working with a coalition of citizens who have determined that their representative is not representing them. So, why on earth would they want that same person to become a senator in the state of Florida? So, I'm going to let Debbie tell you the story and what her group is doing to rid them of this rhino that has been doing nothing to support their district. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today.
3: Thank you so much, Karen for um, the opportunity to explain to your audience something that is completely um, radical, shall we say, in the state of Florida. Uh, To my knowledge, this has never been done before. And it is um, uh, just an initiative that I find so much inspiration from because it's been done by ordinary citizens, regular folks like you and me. No celebrities, there was no presentation of big names no uh you know Mike Lindells or General Flynn's and of the like this was um as you just said in your introduction uh normal citizens examining hard facts examining voting records character and integrity issues conflicts of interest financial contributions And not only did they research it, but they put together a forum where this could be explained to fellow citizens, fellow constituents. And so uh, that's what I'm here to talk about. It was a coalition of um, citizens that came together. Um, The event that was where um, this information was presented just happened this weekend. And um, I was there, I was able to witness it um, and, and it was just phenomenal. I, I think that um, the, the feedback that, um, that the audience conveyed was number one, we need to get involved. We need to learn more. How do we do this? I did not know, now I do. And so it was just so, so encouraging to see this type of civic duty because really that's what it is, an action um, come alive.
2: Oh, that is so exciting, folks. This is what America is all about. We're not supposed to be citizens sitting on the sidelines, letting somebody else determine what our destiny is going to be. We are to get involved. And citizens coming together, Americans coming together and saying, no, we're not going to do that anymore. No, we're not going to follow that policy anymore. No, we're not going to give you your job back anymore, uh, is very exciting because it shows that the people are paying attention. You can't save a country from the sidelines. You can't uh, support freedom if you don't act. And this is a wonderful group. Now, this group is in Florida, but that doesn't mean that it can't be done anyplace else. Isn't that correct, Debbie? Yes, you
3: know, and I would like your audience, I would like to invite your audience to take a look at the actual um, live event, and they can do that by going on to um, prayingmantis.substack.com, and there is a link there that will take them to see the event. And what they will observe is that it is. Simply, it's normal people. There, um, no the, the the speakers were clearly you know our peers, and um, it wasn't you know a, 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 a celebrity studied um, event. It was just normal people, and that's the beauty of it that this can be emulated anywhere else. And you know the interesting um, the possibilities are that. Citizens in their own county could do this, you know, hold an accountability process. an examination process for school board members, for county commissioners, mayors,
2: you know, all the way up. So, um, Debbie, what was the procedure that you followed? Because that's where people always get stuck. They say, this guy's no good and I want to do something, but they never get to the spot of what should I do and how do I do it?
3: Well, yes, obviously, um, this is, uh, people should approach this as if they're putting together or putting on a school play, right? I think let's drill it down. So when you have a a school play, you, you need an audience because you can have the best, the best of the best, but if you don't have an audience to present this to, um, what's the point, right? Exactly. You've got to have, um the script, which is, in this case, the research, the information, you've got to have the people that can communicate it. Um, You've got to have uh, people that are going to sell the tickets. In this case, there was no sale, but you know, bringing the people forward. And so I would I would um, uh, liken it to exactly that. Um, Right now, Karen, You know, we make our voting decisions based on robocalls, on postcards, on three, um, not even three, 90 second TV spots and radio ads. And um, sadly, we are where we are because we have abdicated, as citizens, we have abdicated our role in determining who these elected officials are, truly are, and what they're supposed to be doing. And then, furthermore, they take on the job and what happens there is no accountability in the private sector every year there are annual reviews that determine whether you are going to keep your job get a promotion or you know get a bonus in this case these are public servants we put them there but we have to hold them accountable morally it is our responsibility to contact them to ask them to examine and when they don't perform to make that determination and then show them via our votes that they no longer have a job but how do how would that happen if there's not the involvement of citizens doing the research doing the examination looking at the at the financial contributions correlating those financial contributions with votes for legislation and rules. And that's exactly what the citizens of the um, coalition did. They they took the time to examine research,
2: and then they presented it to their
3: fellow citizens.
2: So essentially what they did, if I'm reading you correct, is they looked at the person's actions and created kind of like a report card. Um, this is the way the person voted. This is what the person said. This is what they did. Should they be should we elect them to move forward? So is that what you're describing something like that?
3: something like that, but it was much more it, it was broader because it do, did not only encompass their voting record, but it also encompassed did the did the elected official in this case, his name is Tom Lake. Um, did he meet with his constituents when they wanted to express their concerns, they followed um, his PAC contributions. Um, you know, in a camp, you have campaign contributions, and then you have PAC money. And PAC money, you normal people can only donate about up to, I think, a thousand dollars. But the contributions to a political action committee are, quite frankly, limitless. And so, so
2: you're you were checking where he was getting his donations, as well as from correct. from We the People. Because oh, no. the donations folks are usually an indication of how this person is going to vote. If the donations are high enough, then, they've, then they are owned by their donors. And that's what we have found through the years. So this is this is very interesting. Where can people go, Debbie, uh, where they would be able to see uh, other than this video? Is there anything? Um, are you going to put together something that uh, people can chart and maybe maybe use for someone else as well? That is in the
3: makes in the making right now. But if they want, if your audience wants to get a, a broader picture of why this is being done and how the the initial. Part of it, uh, they can go to prayingmantis.substack.com, and that article is featured at the top of the list, and it's called "Accountability
2: Redefined." If you cannot find it, "Accountability Redefined." Oh, that sounds very exciting, and it is so important. I, I
3: wanted to encourage your audience to really start getting involved because, um, you know, right now we still have the right to present wrongdoings. We still have the right to assemble and we probably are losing our free speech at this point. Um, if we do not get involved at this early stage, we will regret it. And I can speak because um, my I'm from Venezuela and my peers will come up to me and say, we tried, we got involved, but, when we re- but in retrospect, when we stepped up, it was already too late. And mm. so I'm here to tell your audience, you know, not only here in Florida, but the rest of the country, we still have time, but the window is narrowing. Mm. And these processes of accountability to elected public servants will only work while our vote is still able to be exerted with security which it's quite frankly not once there is no vote or an automatic shoe-in that looks like it's uh clean but it's not these processes will not matter because who will who the establishment wants to install will be installed and the other thing that i wanted to leave your audience with is that it is critical to vote in the primaries Many people wait till the general election and by then the candidates have already been selected and only if you get involved early and you vote in the primaries, are you able to get those candidates that represent your values in otherwise you're going to have to just vote for what the establishment selects.
2: And we do not want somebody else choosing our destiny. We want to choose our own destiny. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope you will come back and give us an update um, with your process and how it's working and what you have been able to do, because folks, the rhino establishment part of the Republican Party is not as big as you think it is. And if we work together, we can actually make a change. Well, we just had a wonderful segment with Debbie Farris, who explained to us the procedure of how the, her group, a grassroots group in central Florida, is getting rid of or going to attempt to get rid of their do nothing representative who thinks they are anointed because they are termed out and should then become a senator. It shouldn't work that way, folks. If they don't do a good job when they're representative, we certainly should not be rewarding them to become a senator. And I have asked. Uh, Good friend, Ed Vidal, who is in Miami, who is on the other side. He attended the meeting, but as a spectator. So I want to know what his opinion of what Debbie and the group were doing and if it's applicable throughout the state. So thank you so much for joining me today, Ed. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Going back over your questions, it's applicable all over the country, but let's start with the state. Um, (laughs) You said the representative was a do nothing. He wasn't a do nothing. He was very busy, but he wasn't representing his his constituents. If you look at all his legislation, and that's really the key for what happened here, the the grassroots citizen group that challenged their legislator went over all his his voting records and also his sources of um, of donations. So what they did was they saw that, uh, on, for example, homeowners insurance is one of the biggest issues here in Florida. He has consistently sided with the insurance companies against their policyholders, and in their le- his legislation. Uh, that's been one one point. Another point: things like on u- on utilities. They, they you know he's he sided with the electric power distributors, Florida Power and Light, Duke Power, against the ratepayers. Uh, he sided with the hospitals and other medical professionals that did not want to give some uh, you know, more innovative or non-approved uh, uh, healthcare like ivermectin against the individuals who wanted to try this uh, medicine. So consistently he has sided uh, on the side of the big businesses that don't, and really here's the key, the donors to his campaign. Not only does he have a campaign donor, he has a PAC. Uh, a political action committee, which takes in money, which allows him to go around the limitation on $1,000 per individual for a contribution. So this PAC is being funded by uh, insurance companies, insurance uh, carriers, insurance, and also lawyers. A lot of the problem with the insurance business in Florida is that uh, there, we need litigation reform. We need to stop all this uh, all this litigation on minor issues that should be resolved. Without going to court, let me give you one example of the need for litigation reform in Florida. Florida has nine percent of all the insurance claims, but we have seventy-nine percent of the homeowners insurance-related litigation. So claims that, for example, Texas had very radical litigation reform, and uh, I knew some lawyers. I'm a lawyer, and then, you know they said things had been cut back. You weren't litigating everything here in Florida, there's a very powerful lawyers lobby, and many of the legislators and certainly the legislative leadership are lawyers, so they tend to sympathize with the lawyers. We have the largest personal injury law firm in Florida, based in Orlando, Morgan & Morgan, and uh, that's just one example of what's going on. Now, when you look at these legislators and they're being held accountable, like I said, they're not doing nothing. They're doing the wrong thing. They're not representing the interests of their constituents. A big part of the issue in the Florida legislature, both the Senate and the House, is that there are big donors in Florida, and in, in every state, but there's big power. Duke Energy uh, and uh, Florida Power and Light. There's big sugar, U.S. sugar, which I think is domino sugar, and also Florida Crystals, Van pool. Uh, and these are all good people. There, there's big law firms. There's big developers, related companies, and so on. And so they tend to give... These donors give money to the Senate and House Republican, because Florida is mostly a Republican, say, campaign committee. So these committees in Tallahassee are led by the president of the Senate and the Speaker of the House, and they interfere in the Republican primaries. They select a legislator that they want to win. They send him money. They support him with mailings and all sorts of other ways they they support him. They support him in the primary against other Republicans in good standing. Okay, so that's part of how we have a top-down legislature. The the legislators are selected by the leadership. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say how true that is because that's exactly what happened to me when I was running for office. I ran for the state legislature, and my representative was a do-nothing-for-his-constituents. Okay. He focused on big business and sided with them continually, even though I met with him continually. And one day during the middle of our campaign, he took a trip to Miami and came back with $400,000 in donations. And I thought we were running a grassroots campaign. I had a whopping $15,000. And there was no way at that time that I could compete with him on all the airwaves and all the commercials that he was doing. And of course he won. And that was a perfect example of how the donor class interferes with our elections.
1: Yeah, in fact, one of the points that I make, and I wrote an article on this uh, event, is that the Republican leadership really should stay out of the primaries. The primaries is a space for the ordinary citizens, uh, for we the people. And so you know let the people decide who are gonna be their representatives in Tallahassee. And then the leadership, you know, works with whoever they get sent by the people, and uh, you know, bo- uh, follows whatever legislative agenda they all agree on. And but the way that it's being done now is the leadership selects the Republican candidate in the Republican primary and funds him against other Republicans in good standing. So the party is taking sides for one Republican against another, and then they get the people that they want, and very often the people they want. Are people who are dependent on the on the party? And if you are, if you have an independent business, a profession, you're a successful lawyer, and you're doing like the founding fathers, and you're saying, okay, I'm going to devote some time to civic duty, public interest, legislative work. They don't want you because they can't buy you. You don't need their money. You have, you know, I know a, a woman who's in a, 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 a her family is owns a the one of the leading electrical contractors in the Caribbean. They didn't want her because she, she can't be bought. They already have good money. Uh, and that's the kind of people that are being selected. Good, sometimes they're good guys, but they are dependent. That's the word, dependent on leadership and on leadership's money for their campaign and, and also to boost their careers.
2: And the way also in Florida, the way that it works is these people are selected in advance to be the president of the Senate or the speaker of the House, and they haven't even been elected yet. So how do we know that so-and-so is going to become the speaker of the House two years before he's running again in well, the same office?
1: The current speaker says, who's, gonna, who's most like me? Who's going to continue this scam? And, and he picks him out. Yeah, that's how it happens.
2: Well, how did you feel about the meeting that you observed that uh, what the Debbie and the well, group
1: are doing? It was really great because there there was no um, there was no big name. This was totally grassroots. These The speakers were local guys. They knew their 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 uh, issue. They had done the research. Uh, they were professionals. One case was an insurance adjuster, but they were local guys. We did not have any big names. We did not have Laura Loomer. We didn't have... Roger Stone. We didn't have General Mike Flynn. Uh, we, you know, th- these are. This was a real grassroots, ordinary citizens standing up for their interests and asserting them against professional politicians who are beholden to donors. They're they're big donors, and then so they listen to their big donors.
2: Well, it this is different. This is what I believe that we need to do throughout the state because. Once we get a person in office, that doesn't mean they're going to pay attention to what we need and want if we don't watch them. And there are ways to do that. And of course, the best way to do that is to make sure that you're on top of legislation and see what they are for and what they are against and make your voice heard. Because the word representative means that they are supposed to represent your interests. But if they don't know what you want, it makes it very difficult for them to uh, to well. Be I don't know cognizant. that they don't know, but
1: they they have they're persuaded by the big donors. But but one point that to make there is the place to make them hold them accountable is not the general election for the most part. Florida is mostly a Republican uh a state, and uh, most of these grassroots conservatives are or should be registered republican that doesn't make sense if you're a conservative to register as no party affiliation because the action is in the republican primary you have to be a registered republican to vote in that so first of all that's where you are but you got to recognize as i wrote in my article the spirit of the conservative cause does not reside in any party it doesn't reside in the republican party it used to partly reside in the Democrat Party also, but it's gone from the Democrats. But the, the the spirit of the conservative cause resides in these grassroots conservative groups that are outside the party, and yet we work in the party. We're involved in the party machinery, but we don't become part of the party apparatus. And that's the key, to, to hold them accountable in their primaries before the general election uh, so that you can have somebody that will challenge him and in this case for example thomas leek up he wants to move up from the house to senate district 7 and we have a candidate that will is taking him on.
2: Oh, that is wonderful. That is the other problem, folks. It's our civic duty to run for office. So if there is any way possible, uh, that is what we have to do. I was at a town hall last night, and my uh, candidate is running unopposed. And when I speak to people, they say, oh, but we can't afford to do that. Look at how much money he has accumulated. How are we going to get into that? Well, the way to get into that is to become, as Ed said, to join the party. There are so many empty seats in the REC, that's the Republican Executive Committee, that make an impact that by ignoring that and not participating in that, you you're, you are giving up your voice and that's the worst thing that you can do. We need to be on top of these candidates. We need to vet them we need to ask them questions and not the insane questions of uh, you know what how will this happen? And we have to ask them real questions. What does that mean? Why are you voting that way? what find out what their motive is and when it boils down to money, expose them because if we don't expose them, who will? So, and don't be discouraged. I am in uh, my rec in my county, Jackson County, and nobody else talks like me when we go to the rec meetings. They're all bobbleheads, nice people, but they're bobbleheads just the same. They think the party can do no wrong. If we don't challenge them, folks, there's <laughs> there's no challenge. That's That's simple. If you comply, you're giving up and we can't afford that to happen. Ed, can you tell everyone you write. Uh, please tell everyone where they can find your writing and um, where they can find you should there be any questions. And of course, thank you for what you're doing.
1: Sure. Well, we are the uh, we're very fortunate here in Miami and in Florida because there's a new independent, conservative, political newspaper, a digital newspaper. It's uh, called it's at the Miami. No, it's just that Miami independent dot com. And you can find everything there. Uh, and I am at my own email. I'm a columnist there. I write columns uh, about weekly uh, on average. And then I uh, I am at Edvidel. edV isn't Victor. ID is David al1215 at gmail.com. You're
2: a grassroots broadcaster. We are a grassroots broadcaster, and I'm proud to say that I also write for the Miami Independent. It is a wonderful paper, and you will get a variety of opinions, but most important, you'll get the truth in the news, which is unfortunately sorely lacking Well, don't go away, folks. Thank you all for listening, and we will be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, There is a very... Interesting article that's going to be in the Miami Independent this week, and it references our uh, part-time governor and what he is doing to this state. Ron DeSantis, come back, pay attention to Florida. That was your job. You signed a four-year contract. And why should we be paying you to run all over the state and not become president? Because that's not going to happen. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back.
0: World-class care from doctors you can trust, all
3: from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One
4: Wellness. CoFixRx Rx Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray, with povidone iodine that completes the protocol. Doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of cofix Rx. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This
0: is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient.
4: Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health
0: naturally.
1: AmericaOutLoud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Karen Schoen. You've been listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, the alliance is paying a lot of attention to what is going on in our schools. And I did a quick chart in my head, and I realized that if you took your salary and took out 25% of it and threw it in the toilet, you probably would be better off in educating your kids because what they're learning is nothing. So we are spending a fortune here in America, and especially I'm in Florida, but I know the other states are doing the same. And what do we have? We have graduates who are, I call them affirmative action graduates, where the bar is so low that most of them cannot read cannot write, cannot do math, and wind up hating America. So this is what your hard-earned dollars are going towards. And that is really, to me, more criminal than many of the other criminals that are criminal things that are happening in America today. So if we believe children are our future, what are we going to do to correct that situation? Well, we have a wonderful program in the Florida Citizens Alliance called the Micro School. And there you can learn how you can homeschool your children and give them an education far superior to anything that they will get in those indoctrination clinics. The Alliance is part of a coalition of several state and national pro-family and parental rights organizations that have joined forces in a statewide campaign to defund the American Library Association, and that would be the ALA over its aggressive sexual grooming agenda. They are grooming our children. They do not care about our children. This coalition was led by the Christian Family Coalition, that's the CFC of Florida, which spearheaded this effort in August. Our campaign has already resulted in three Florida counties ending their association with the ALA over the last two months. Folks, the only thing the ALA and library associations in your state care about is money. If you want to make an impression, you have to withhold the money. There is a letter on the Florida Citizen Alliance website, and that is goflca.org goflca.org. You can take this letter, make a copy, give it to your county commissioners and ask them to take the ALA out of the budget. Eventually, if we take away the money, they will pay attention. Their job is not to groom our children. It is to provide resource material so our children can learn. Also, we have incredible supplemental programs, and that's what I wanted to talk to you all about today. I am proud to say that I am an advisor to a wonderful group. The name of the group is We the Kids, and I met Judy, oh, I would have to say, about gosh, 10 years ago when she was first starting this group, and they have come a long way. Wonderful things are coming from being involved with We the Kids, but I'm going to let Judy tell you what they're up to now. Judy, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Karen, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you having us on your show. Um, I've been looking forward to this, and we've been friends for a long time. We were there in the beginning. We the Kids is based on getting kids involved in doing projects to learn America's history with school credit. Our whole purpose is to return God to America's story using primary source material from our founders, and that's what we've been doing just it's a very exciting program. We focus on four areas. The first one is our award-winning radio show. Uh, we have won an award for uh, with the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters for the last three years in a row, which is very very exciting. Uh, we have our We the Kids History Trackers across America online program for kids to get involved, to learn America's history. Our program uses uh, Lydia Nuttall's book, Forgotten American Story, Celebrating America's Constitution. Uh, We have uh, two more primary. I do a lot on We the Kids, but we have two more primary things that I focus on. The main program that I'm doing right now, setting up, it's almost done, is We the Kids See Action News Kid Reporters. Uh, Teaching kids journalistic integrity. And then the last thing is, which we've done in several, several states, is Red Skelton. It's not the last thing. It's one of the four things. It's Red Skelton's Pledge of Allegiance group, which I think should be in every state, every school. And we've done it successfully here in Indiana, California. We had one in Hawaii and
2: Our goal is just to keep going. Oh, that is wonderful. And one of the saddest things that I remember when I was teaching was when they stopped saying the pledge. And I couldn't figure out why were we stopping saying the pledge. But if you read the pledge, it makes it easy to understand because, of course, we are pledging to God, and God is forbidden in our schools today. The children have become their own God. What a horrible thing to happen. And of course, we have in the pledge that America is a republic, and they want us to believe that America is a democracy. So they can't have people pledging to a republic and then say, but we're really a democracy. So rather than have any reference to America, America is being erased from our schools. Don't you find that happening, Judy?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a fact. Um, it's what's going on and what's happened is really, really it's it's scary. It's more than sad. It's scary. I think we've had a really large movement of parents taking their kids out of school. I used to I used to shout, take your kids out of school, shut down the public schools. And I think we've got a real push for parents taking kids out of school and homeschooling them, which is today is just So, so necessary. It's the only way I know to push back this woke movement and to push back this radical indoctrination of our kids. You know, that's the whole goal of what we're doing with We the Kids is
2: to push back the lies. Absolutely, because if we allow the lies to succeed, then we are a country filled with living with lies. And speaking of lies, one of your vice presidents, Bob Walters, is also with us on the show. And Bob brings in a totally different aspect coming from the communist state of California. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the show.
4: Good to be here. Nice to join you.
2: How are you finding education in uh,
4: California? Well, it's it's been a tough battle. In fact, uh, we've had some progress, but mainly our focus has been to have parents take over the school boards, run for election, get elected, take a majority role, and, and eliminate all of the bad procedures that were indoctrinated uh, before their arrival. So far, we've got 14 school districts have become conservative school districts. But there's still a long way to go with about 800 more <laughs> school districts left to achieve. But uh, but there is some progress with it. The problem we've got in California is even if we get some of the school boards to agree to stop having the, the pornographic books and transgender information, the state of California, totally Democrat, has passed numerous laws requiring or negating the ability of local school districts to bow out of these radical, crazy programs, and uh, to, to take pornographic books out of the library. So it's the battle is, is long-term. It's because it's on a state level as well as a local level, but at least the parents are beginning to wake up and do something about it. I just hope we can do it in time because uh, I agree the whole generation that someday will replace all of us is being thoroughly socialized and indoctrinated yeah, against so God, it- against family, against uh, everything about America.
2: I was just going to say their main focus is to hate America, hate the family, hate hate God, and make school their school family, uh, which is absolutely insane because if you filter down to the last drop, it's all about the money. And it, that's we're sacrificing our kids for the old mighty dollar. And that is always a sad thing. Now, I understand that you had We the Kids uh, out in California. And how was the reception? What did the people think?
4: Well, it was quite good. In fact, uh, uh, I've happened to bring uh, a group of the parents and kids out and spent a couple of days. Then we spent one evening, afternoon at uh, the broadcast company of we the, of uh, Salem Broadcasting where we put them on the radio show of Andrea Kay. She's a very conservative speaker and the kids and, and and, uh, some of the parents got to speak on the radio show to get their message out, which was well-received by her 2 million followers on the Amazon, uh, excuse me, on the, on the uh, Salem Broadcasting Network. It was well-received.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. And it, that, to me, is what gives me hope. Because when we first started this movement uh, about 10, 12 years ago, uh, most of the time we were told we were nuts and this was not happening. And then all of a sudden you begin to look and you see that the kids are graduating. They can't read. They can't write. They can't think. They can't do math. They can't do anything. And where is it coming from? And instead of pinpointing the actual problem, which to me is the curricula and the school programs, the non-choices that the parents have, they blame the kids and they say, oh, well, the kid must be mentally ill, and then they'll start giving them medication. And that seems to be their answer. And that has nothing to do with why a child can't read. Every child can learn to read if they learn the proper method of reading, which of course to me was always using phonics. And uh, by this whole word reading garbage, which is what they have been pushing, I, I find that it's appalling. It's a program that failed in the 30s when it was tried, and it's continuing to fail, and we can see that. And most people uh, will take um, Kamala Harris and laugh at her and laugh at the way she speaks and what she says without realizing that this is what the generation is all about. We have more Kamala Harrises in this generation than we have ever had before. So the affirmative action graduates, we cannot let them run our country. We have to do, as Bob was saying, invite the parents, have choice, let the parents homeschool, and support them as they do that. So, Judy, you mentioned a book, and uh, I got a copy of that book, and it was fabulous. Would you like to tell our audience what that book was all about and why it's a really important one for them to use for their children?
0: Well, wow. Uh, years ago, I partnered with author Lydia Nuttall. Uh, Lydia has written a book. It's a teacher's manual on forgotten American stories celebrating America's Constitution. Uh, we have our program up on We the Kids. Um, it goes along with our radio show, so it's very. The lessons are very short; they're three or four pages long. Um, she teaches throughout the book history, basic, basic getting back to basic history lessons. And everything that she teaches in here is primary source material. Uh, in doing this, HSLDA, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, has also recognized we the kids for our entire program as, well, the way we say it is partial school credit, uh, where anyone can use our program to include in a homeschool program for a history for their history lesson. The lessons that we have up on we the kids is goes along with her teaching manual. So it's important to get her book. And then what we do is we send out a lesson once a week with the radio show that goes along with the book. The radio show has, as I said earlier, is an award-winning radio show. At, we start out with teaching history based on her book. We then have kids called, they call themselves, We the Kids Liberty Players, at the very end of the uh, our um, show that they do a skit. Uh, the kids get to interview living historians, uh, interview. We've had them interview politicians. We're not political, so they don't go there. Um, so it's and they've done other skits. Parents, we the kids never, we never target kids. Our goal is to get parents involved with their children, and that's been real successful. We've had kids on the radio, we've had parents on the radio with their kids. So it's a lot of fun, and right now we need a lot of fun. America is so serious, poor kids are so. They're getting inundated with everything that we've talked about, what's being taught in schools. They hear it on the news. So, yeah, it's really scary. But, yeah, We the Kids is just based on getting kids involved in learning. I was told by my grandkids a long time ago, if you make it like school, nobody you make it like a school assignment, nobody will be interested. So we're getting kids involved in being, being, we the
2: kids see action news, kid reporters. So we make it fun i think that is a fabulous program and i think it should be offered to the reporters that they <laughs> have today because they can't report <laughs> what yeah. we have that is uh pretend journalism is just a regurgitation of a series of lies in bullet points and if you ask the journalist a question they have no answer because there's nothing behind their bullet points and it's a very sad uh, thing to see See the whole journalism, which was supposed to be the watchdog for the American people. Was supposed to say, "Hey, this program is being um, uh, put in place, and let's investigate it. Let's see how it works. Let's see if it's a good program." We don't do that anymore. All they are is just the regurgitation of what the party line is telling them, and. Um, heaven forbid you ask them a question, like I said, there is no answer aside from the fact that sometimes it hurts my head to read their grammar. I I can't get past some of it. So the fact that you are teaching journalism, I think, is a a wonderful thing. Um, Bob, before we leave, what can people do? How can they find you in California? What do you recommend that they do to fight this fight in California? How can they join one of these wonderful groups that you have set up?
4: Well, first of all, I'd like to suggest that they all take a chance of reading my book, uh, it's called education or indoctrination it's uh, 280 pages i cover the history of schooling and where it began to change 80 years ago and is now of course went through its radical situation it is now but I identify who's the players when did it happen how did it happen and then i cover with the final chapter what can you do to stop it and to change it and at least 91 organizations they can join and involve themselves to help do the battle um uh, and where can Bob, they what? find your book, Bob? Oh, okay.
2: Amazon.com. Okay. Well, we're going to have to see if uh, we can get it in a few more places and get <laughs> some more exposure because this is right up my alley. I uh, worked um, for a long time with Charlotte Iserby, who exposed the deliberate dumbing down of America and the Ronald Reagan Uh, She was a senior policy analyst, and she was supposed to take down the Department of Education. And she came across a file cabinet, which was the deliberate dumbing down through education of our Americans. And today we are living that. So folks, uh, Moms for Liberty doesn't matter where you are, but look them up in California, see what's going on, and start sharing information. What are you doing in your state to help the children get educated, not indoctrinated, to help them learn to read, not uh, learn about that there's 95 different genders when everyone knows that there are only two. This is just a big hoax. And I put it right next to the climate hoax, which is another story. But if you can get people to believe your hoax, then you can win them over. And that's what the left is trying to do. So the only way that we can combat that is with the truth. Judy, what would you like people to do? How can they find you? Where can they go? And what uh, good words can you tell everyone about We the Kids? And how can they start a We the Kids in their own hometown?
0: First of all, by contacting me, we the kids team at gmail.com. Go to our website, we the Once again, that's we the kids.us. You can get involved by um, joining Patriot Switch, which will, it's on that website, it talks about it, which will help finance We the Kids, and then also listen into to Bob's show on Friday nights. He promotes We the Kids every Friday night. He has a, an award-winning segment on the Andrea Kay Show, and um, just contact us. Get involved, learn more about what we're doing and get your kids involved.
2: That is the key. If the parents aren't involved, then the kids will really learn somebody else's values. So that's what you have to determine, parents. Whose values do you want your kids to emulate? Do you want them to emulate your values that you practice in your family, in your home, in your religion? Or do you want them to be uh, controlled by a drag queen on the drag queen story hour? And I think that that's a fun thing that they should be cutting off all of their sexual parts to change genders because one morning they woke up and said, oh, I feel like a boy. I can remember when I said that many times. I was a tomboy. I like to play in the dirt. I like to play ball. I like to do all those things. I wasn't with dolls all the time. Nobody is. That was the beauty of being able to make choices. Bob, tell everyone where they can find your radio show.
4: That's in Salem Broadcasting, which is channel uh, 1170 based in uh, San Diego, California but it runs nationwide. So Salem Broadcasting Andrea K Kay Show K-A-Y-E at 6.30 California time every Friday.
2: It's a mm. 30 minute
4: show and I cover good news bad news and college crazies.
2: <laughs> I like the college crazies because boy yeah. they they certainly are unfortunately what we're seeing is definitely not good. Uh, what's coming out of our campuses folks why are we funding this garbage? Well, look, and we should know the answer to that because somebody's being paid off. And uh, this is a very sad thing. So, folks, go to Salem Broadcasting and look up the Andrea Kay Show. And, Judy, where can everyone find your We the Kids show?
0: It's on 1180 WFYL out of Pennsylvania. Um, we also have the podcast up on wethekids.us but it's on every saturday morning at 9:30 eastern time 1:30 eastern time and then sunday at 7:30 eastern time so it's 1180
2: WFYL Philadelphia Pennsylvania okay and they can find that online if yes. they're not in the Pennsylvania listening yes. area they can find that online
0: yes correct
2: okay, okay. and you said it becomes a podcast
0: Yes, I've got it up as a podcast, but they also have it up as a podcast
2: on WFYL. You've got to get your children involved. There are so many incredible heroes. That's what America is lacking today. Our children's heroes are animated creatures uh, coming off of the big screen. They're not real life heroes. Who are the real life heroes today? We don't have any. If you are in Florida and can join us in Tallahassee the first two weeks of November, both the Florida Citizens Alliance and Defend Florida can use your help with citizen lobbying. You can contact me at kbshone at bellsouth.net. Or go to goflca.org for the Florida Citizens Alliance or defendflorida.org for Defend Florida. Thank you so much. And if we are silent, America will perish. We certainly don't want that to happen. So is America worth saving? And what are you going to do about it? And I will see you again next week.